Merry Christmas to you all, uh, and welcome here to, to Holy Mass. Christmas time brings many of us together uh, who would be far apart uh, in terms of family. We, we travel to see one another and, and all of that, and it brings some folks back to church that haven't been in a while to. And so I just uh, to avoid any confusion, as you come forward for a Holy Communion, if you'd like to, if you uh, haven't been to church in a while or if you're not Catholic or not practicing, uh, just cross your arms like so, and then I'll know to give you a blessing uh, and send you uh, blessedly on your way. Uh, because today we, uh, we owe special reverence, of course, to the body of the Lord uh, when we celebrate the feast of his incarnation, uh, when he was born of the Virgin Mary and became a man for our salvation. Somehow the, the old familiar stories that we hear at Christmas time uh, never grow old. Uh, even if we don't believe in God or believe in the stories, somehow they still speak to us in some way or other. Uh, the stories of the angels singing to shepherds, proclaiming glad tidings of great joy, somehow have power even for those who, who no longer believe in angels. And I think that's because we, we enjoy the Christmas season, and so the stories are part of it. We enjoy the Christmas season because of nostalgia for childhood, certainly, uh, because we all love a good party, I'm sure. But I think for an even deeper reason. Uh, and that deeper reason is that each of our souls desperately long for God. No matter how hard we try to hide it, no matter uh, how many layers uh, we, we place over that longing and thrust it down to the bottom of our hearts, there still is a longing for God. And that longing kind of bubbles up every, uh, every year around this time of year as we hear the stories of Christmas once again. And once again, they strike us every year as if we've heard them for the first time with a freshness which speaks of another world, another world in which God reigns. Uh, oftentimes, folks try to, to even hide their uh, longing for Christmas under the greeting, Happy Holidays. And I, I think that's really just a, a comical uh, way to, to kind of force down what we all really know, that even those who, who wish us Happy Holidays want deeply to celebrate Christmas, want deeply to satisfy this need of the human heart for God, want deeply to be fulfilled in a way that only God can fulfill us. And so the stories of Christmas speak to us of another world, another world which is our true home. We have been told that the, the real world is what can be seen and heard, taste, touched, and smelled, or measured. The real world is a world of atoms and molecules, chemicals, viruses and vaccines, and that that is all that matters. And in that real world, what matters most is simply living as long as one can, as comfortably as one can. Now that real world, though, is, I believe, only a slice of the whole. It's only a construction of our minds, a construction of our minds that, after all, isn't even a very good construction because yearly, around the Christmas season, it leaks, and we, we hear voices from the outside, or perhaps even a knock at the door of our inn, asking for admittance, the Lord of heaven and earth, wanting to come into the little world that we've built for ourselves and shatter it once and for all, inviting us into the real world of grace and of God. So yes, we love Christmas because it's a voice from this other world, Yearly, we like that knock on the door of our inn. We like the attention. But do we, do we let the Lord in? Or after enjoying the knock, enjoying the brief dialogue, do we move on to something else? 
And I'm afraid all too often the answer is that latter one, that we don't truly let the Lord into our hearts, but return back to what we think is the, the real world after a few days of celebration and leave the Lord outside in the cold. The Lord would be used to that because he went from, in his life, the, the persecuted infant to the misunderstood child to the crucified man. But after his death, through the Holy Spirit, he lit a fire in the hearts of his disciples, which propelled them around the world to proclaim a gospel which broke down every door and opened every heart, the gospel that Christ is born, that the world would be forever changed. And today we still live in that changed world, a world forever marked by the incarnation of God, by the coming of our Messiah. In the other Gospels, we hear the stories of the Lord's birth almost from the bottom up. We hear the, the story of the angel appearing to Mary, the, the angels to the shepherds, the angel appearing to Joseph in a dream, and we follow the characters as they gradually come to full knowledge of who would be born. But in the Gospel today, uh, John gives us another perspective, another perspective that's almost a retelling of the, the very first chapter of the Bible, the book of Genesis, uh, in which John tells us, in the beginning was the Word. It's a God's eye view of Christ's birth, this Word that made all things that was in the beginning with God, the second person of the Trinity, the eternal Son of the Father, was born for us, was born for us and took on our human nature. And taking on our human nature, he changed us forever. As Christians now, because the Lord took our nature, we share in his sharing in the divine nature, the divine nature of he who humbled himself to share in our humanity. And recognizing that dignity which we share as Christians, we cannot return to our former ways of life. We cannot afford to shut the door in the face of the Lord as he knocks on our hearts. We cannot afford it because we were made for so much more. We were made to love and to serve the Lord. And our hearts cannot be satisfied or happy until they rest in the God who made us for himself. The Christmas feasts yearly give us a reminder of this great fact, that God humbled himself to take on our humanity so that one day we could all of us share in his divinity, reigning with him forever in paradise, with the angels and with the blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints on high. And that, indeed, is a truly, truly blessed gift. So this Christmas feast calls us to a change of life, to leave behind the old man, to leave behind forever our former ways of life, and turn to the gospel of the Lord, the Lord who humbled himself to share in our humanity. And the beauty that radiates from the manger of the Lord in every nativity scene, that beauty sends to us a clear message. Our lives must change. We must never be the same having worshipped a God who became one of us. If we take that message to heart, then this Christmas, and all of them hereafter, will be merry indeed.